Hi and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. So welcome to today's show and today I'm going to be talking about anxiety and depression with Ryan Cowley. Ryan is a communications officer at CBC Canada and for those of you who don't know, CBC are like the equivalent of the BBC here in the UK. He loves creative writing, interviewing and stand-up comedy. He's also a self-confessed LA Kings hockey fan and he interviewed 50 former Kings on the 50th anniversary of the club in 2017 for his fan website makewayforthekings.net. Now Ryan has had a stutter since the age of seven and has suffered anxiety and depression from a young age also. But he's passionate about personal development so he created another website called thebigsalad.ca with personal inspiring stories of resilience, perseverance and accomplishment. So I want to welcome Ryan to the show today. How are you today, Ryan? Eric. Thank you very much for having me on this morning, Sue. No problem at all, Ryan. It's a pleasure to have you on. And um, so I just really want for you to have the opportunity to tell the listeners of the podcast about your story as it relates to mental health. So. Tell me, you have had a stutter for the majority of your life. Tell me what impact that has had on you. Well, from, uh, what I do remember, um, I was in kindergarten, uh, and a woman came to the classroom uh, to see me. Uh, Now, uh, at that juncture, I was uh, six or seven years old, so, like, uh, I had... As far as I remember, no one had talked to me beforehand, so so naturally I had no idea who this woman was and what she wanted. Uh, so we go into another room and start practicing uh, technique. Like, it's kind of a blur to me now, but, but yeah, the techniques were like the speech therapy, uh, uh, you know, which caught me off guard, because like, I was also none the wiser, because uh, cause I, I don't think I realized until after that she was, in fact, a speech therapist. Um, okay. Her techniques and she was very encouraging uh uh you know which was nice but you know you know just like but she brought back class was like saying you know that you know that was really really good and i'm like well, well thank you but you know i'm not even sure what the issue is like uh you know because at that time i really didn't know that there was an issue as far as my speech went uh anyway to make a long story short but that her uh it did become evident fairly quickly and as you can imagine, I mean, uh, for a young child in school, it was tough, you know. Both my teachers were very understanding and open-minded, but uh, the kids, unfortunately, uh, weren't so nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, by some of them, uh, I was mocked. I was even bullied as, as, as a kid in school. So, you know, as you can imagine, it was tough. Uh, now, yeah. Now, say my speech department, um, both as a kid and as an adult, to say it affected my confidence, well, that's a bit of an understatement. Uh, both socially and professionally, uh, my speech treatment really just hurt me from approaching someone I might like to talk to or going after a good job because it, 
required uh, you know, more verbal communication than, than I was hoping for. Okay. Now, I mean, that's easy, but, you know, but something I always try to remember is, you know, to, you know, to put in good perspective because, like, uh, you know, because I guess I like to say, especially with this, like, you know, my situation could be better, but in fairness, it could be a lot worse, too. Well, you've you've got a really good positive attitude there, Ryan. And I'm wondering, have you found ways to make communication easier for yourself in your life? Uh, yeah, I have actually. Um, some of the more beneficial methods took me a while to find, but but as the old cliche goes, better like than never, uh, right? Um, Absolutely. I used to be taught taught the basic techniques of. Breathing properly or speaking slowly. Uh, two errors. Um, I unfortunately uh, still have a difficulty in. Now, now, but back in 2010, I saw I saw the beefs in the theater, uh, and in it, um, on the first character, you know, King George. Uh, there's a scene where it's classical music with headphones on while reading the book. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he speaks perfectly fluently. Uh, now, here's the thing. Now, I didn't try it immediately, but I remember, uh, like, a little while later, I did ultimately try that myself. And, and, I, and you know, I don't know how exactly it worked. I can't sit here and explain that to you. Uh, the bottom line is it does it does work for me. So, Brilliant. Uh, no, and you know what? Uh, like even where I work now, my position. Um, you know, uh, like for the last few months, especially, I will go into meetings or, or even just chat with my boss, and, and I'll have my headphones on and and I have just like you know the same song like on a loop or something. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, um, now for those who don't know, I'll just explain the situation beforehand because like everyone's been like so far so good. Everyone's been very understanding, open-minded about it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't speak for them, but as long as it helps me and I'm not hurting anyone, it's like, well, you know, what's the harm? And and to be honest, like, uh, I mean, particularly, I remember one uh, right for the holidays, uh, one very important meeting uh, that I was in, and he, he, you know, and they want me to give me some insight, and. You know, normally, unfortunately, with my speech, uh, you know, if I were to make a few points, that would normally take maybe 15, 20 seconds. Uh, for me, unfortunately, it would, it would, it would, I mean, not to exaggerate, but it would take close to 10 minutes, maybe. Okay. Uh, but, but you know what? Um, I went to the meeting, told everyone about it. If you understood, great. If you, if you didn't, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, this is my method. I've adapted to it a bit. So. Um, so basically what I'm saying is it works for me. So, you know what? And I went through that meeting, uh, and like I did very well speaking and not only that, um, you know, there's room for comic relief in there. So, so I, you know, so, so I told a few jokes and, you know, never like that, that relieves attention. So, uh, yeah, that was great. And, and, you know, I've been using it ever since. That is fantastic. I'm really pleased that you've found something that, that works for you. And oh, well, thank you very much, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so I, I was looking at your your website, of course, and 
you mention on thebigsalad.ca, you talk about your struggles with depression on your site. And I'm interested, we, we have a, or I have an angle of, of looking at well-being and mental health issues in the workplace. And I'm interested yes. to find out how did those struggles with anxiety and depression affect you at work? Uh, yeah, um, I started to... I started experiencing struggles years ago uh, when I worked uh, when I worked in the retail industry. So, so for me, this dates back to oh two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, no, uh, now at the time it was pretty new to me uh, in the sense that I was telling people like in a professional capacity. Uh, you know, there were times uh, that that I was. You know that I was stressed out a little more than uh, than I wanted to be, or that I should have been rather. Uh, but for the time when it was really busy, like I, like for instance, my first job was at movie theater. So I was at theater when the first two Harry Potter's came out, and so uh, and I remember working in concession uh, on the Saturday the uh, first Harry Potter came out. So as you can imagine, it was very busy, a lot of families and all that. Uh huh. Uh, you know what? Um, you know, on the one hand, you you look at crowds, you think, but you know, you kind of feel overwhelmed. But at the same time, it's like, uh, but you know what? I mean, for me, always those situations, it was always uh, blessing disguise because, like, uh, I was feeling down, and, and it wasn't busy. I'd just be I'm kind of standing around, kind of overanalyzing stuff, feeling sorry for myself. But, but you know what? You know, for that afternoon and for all the times, it was busy. Like, uh, uh, like for me, you didn't really have time to think about, you know, what you were going through or how you're feeling. I mean, for me, it was the, just the task at hand, just focusing on that. You know, you're, you know, you're serving guests as quickly and efficiently as possible. Uh, and before you know it, uh, you know, I mean, you know, quiet days, it's like boring. Time to move slowly, and before you know it, you know, uh, 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and, and 5, and so on. And, and, no, no, and and for me, like, I just felt better rather than done a good job, um, you know, what was supposed to do more than anything. You know, other jobs and situations, it wasn't quite as seamless. Now, having said that, in, in an office, for, for example, I would take a break, go for a walk, maybe 10 minutes or so. Uh-huh. And, uh, no, and, and I was forced up, oh, and I was for stuff, uh, oh, uh, you know, we're most of our so we're very understanding about that. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. So you found being busy kind of took your mind off your situation. Um, yeah. For me, I found that being busy was really overwhelming. Uh, and I was working two days a week and, and I just found that because I was getting really tired and exhausted and, and unknown to me, uh, I guess anxiety was hitting, really. Oh, then right. I Yeah, so I, I found it very hard to concentrate. I, very, I found it very hard to focus on my work. You know, you, like I'd be reading a document, I'd be reading it about like the same paragraph five times. Um, yeah. So for me, being busy, I think, exacerbated it. And, it, oh, and it, it made me more aware of what 
the problem was and uh, yeah I just found myself kind of I think socially slightly detaching from people and not really wanting a lot of conversation with my colleagues just you know I've got to get in and I've got to get this done because there was I felt pressure on myself you know and I did eventually uh, I did say to my manager and his response was well as long as you don't think this is affecting you at work. And I guess I realised at that point that it pro- it was affecting me at work. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, you and, and, yeah, of course. And uh, I'm just wondering, did, did, have you felt in the past, when you've felt anxiety and depression, have you felt able to raise mental health issues with your manager? Uh, yes, I was, actually. Uh, yeah, no, um, you know, I have... I have worked for a lot of great people, and I'm honestly saying that, but my current manager has, you know, she's always had her door open, and it is, like, with all due respect uh, to my previous managers, arguably the most, or one of the most, uh, open-minded managers I've had. Um, and then, no, I, I, I really mean that, too. Like, our department is, a uh, department I work in is, for all intents and purposes, uh, <laughs> is a performance by a, like a mini type team. So basically we're all size specific tasks, but if one of us has the mercy or is incapacitated in rather in any way, then another member too will help out with whatever task uh, has been left open. Yeah. For instance, I was having a really bad morning. Uh, you know, and I'm a boss all ears. I went into her office. I just sat down and we talked a bit. And we talked about uh Oh, we talked fairly briefly about how I was feeling, and before you knew it, um, um, you know, we got on the topic of, uh, of a show, Star Watch, a funny show, and, you know, and, and then we started laughing about that. Uh, you know, you know, so, like, 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 maybe 10, 15 minutes later, uh, you know, I would say, uh, like, I've had it up to here, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just feeling good, and, you know, and, and after that little while, I was good to go, get back out there, get on my day, uh, you know, and and things like that really make all the all the difference in the world. Uh, absolutely, I think having someone to to bounce off, you know, I I think I find like I've had a few spells of depression in my life, and I think that sometimes you kind of it's like you become a bit numb, you don't really totally understand what's going on with you and why and when you sit down and have a conversation with someone then it gives you the opportunity to open up and almost pour out some of that stuff that you've not been clear on it almost mm-hmm. it almost gives you clarity to have that conversation with someone and um it's brilliant exactly. yeah yeah and it, it, it it's brilliant that you have a manager that you can talk to who's open-minded um I mean I'm just wondering like how else do you cope when depression or anxiety hits you? What do you do to, to help yourself? Well, as I mentioned, um one of my things I, I take walks. Mm-hmm. Uh I love photography, for instance. Uh, so I'll take some pictures with my phone. Uh, funny about my phone actually because because just a few weeks ago I was due for an upgrade, so I, so I just got my new phone. And primary reasons I need memory, uh, but an ulterior motive was the fact that they, uh, 
that the camera is actually uh, uh, <laughs> second to none is is as far as picture quality goes. Yay. So, <laughs> like using uh, um, you know, real professional camera. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, and with that said, like for me, it's like I mean, the better the pictures are, the better I feel. I also listen to music uh, a lot. I create a lot of playlists, two which are called uh, Feel Good and Redemption. The latter, in case you're interested, includes John Mayer's Breaking My Body and uh, and the Foo Fighters' uh, 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 Walk. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, just to give me some idea of what kind of music I have on there. Uh-huh. Meditation app called Calm. Uh, I have it on my phone, but I really shouldn't get an app using that more because I downloaded it a couple weeks ago and then I've used it maybe twice. So, uh, you know what? You know, and I do, long story short, I do have different methods because, like, because uh, sometimes taking a brisk walk helps. Most time it does. Uh, and same with photography and all that. Uh, but, but, you know, realistically, for, for me, it doesn't work every time. It, it may work Monday through Wednesday, but maybe totally ineffective on Thursday and Friday. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, it's just basically why I like to switch things up a bit. Uh, you know, uh, take a walk on Monday. Uh, go to the gym on Tuesday. Uh, get on the treadmill. Get on the bike. Lift some weights. Whatever. So, like, like uh, uh, you, you know, it's like like depression overall. You, you take it like one day at a time and. And, uh, um, uh, you won't necessarily, I don't have, like, one go, go to method, uh, to help, uh, but, but yeah, it's always good to have at least, for me, at least, uh, at least three or four. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and I, I have different ones that I use. I like to meditate, and I don't do it every day. And I don't say to my clients that they need to do it every day because I think they will find right. an amount of meditation that works for them. Um, but I probably use it about four or five days a week, something like that. Um, yeah, I also like, I like photography too, actually. Um, I don't use it as a, I'm feeling low, therefore I'm going to take pictures, but I, I enjoy it as a hobby. And uh, it gives me a lot of pleasure. I love to cycle. Um, now, because I've, I've, I've been pretty tired recently with my chronic fatigue, so I haven't been out on my bike and I really miss it because I, I love, I was going to say the wind in my hair, I've got a helmet, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I love the fresh air, you know, I find it really invigorating and it kind of takes me out myself and I love the freedom of being on a bike and I, I always have. And the music as well. It's funny you mentioned your your choice. I mean, I have some really, <laughs> I have a lot of old ones on mine. Some of which, yeah, I have a lot of old ones. Like I have some that I remember my dad playing when I was a wee girl. Funnily enough, I've got a feel good as well. And uh, on it are things like Men at Work, Land Down Under. Oh my God, that's a great song. Uh huh. I've got like Total Africa. Oh yes. Uh, no, no, no. Uh... Funny you mention that because, like, because I, I think, I think decade wise, uh, um, I don't know, easy, like, I really grew up in the 90s, uh, uh, uh but, you know, so all that uh, music brings back, uh, you know, a lot of memories. Uh, I love the 80s, and people ask, what's my favorite 80s song? Uh, you know, and every time it'll be either 
Africa or Tear Spirits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um and I I, I love the I love Dire Straits Walk of Life as well. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, but I have, I have quite a bit of older music on there actually. That's on my feel good playlist list, and you've reminded me that I haven't listened to it for a while. So what I'm going to do is on the walk to school later when I go to get my girls, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on. Yeah. So on your your website, uh, Ryan, you talk about the Bell Let's Talk campaign that started in September 2010. Can you That's tell right. me a bit about that, please? Sure. Uh, the Bell of Talk Day was started by Clara Hughes, a Canadian Olympian, and Michael Landsberg, who is a famous gay TV personality. Um, basically, the campaign was started to help eliminate the stigma, rather, by talking about it, by understanding others and their relationships before. Uh, for instance, uh, stigmas with depression involve people just being fat or even told to We'll get over it, uh, because well, we all have bad days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and there is a lot more to it than that, in fairness. Uh, but um, but since the inception, Bella's talk, uh, the campaign has raised millions of dollars in mental health initiatives. Uh huh. Personal note: the Bella's talk uh, campaign saved me because. Being a sports writer and also a long-time sports fan, it really opened my eyes to the fact that those in my company are the ones I've looked up to as athletes. Uh, Stefan Brichet, uh, uh, former former hockey player, former Stanley Cup champion, comes to mind. I mean, as, as does uh, Daryl Strawber, uh, an all-star baseball player, World Series winner. Um, you know, it really opens my, opened my eyes, especially with athletes, because on the surface, I mean, I mean, many would think that that with fame and fortune, well, you know, there's no need to be depressed or anxious or anything. Uh, it, it, it shows how myopic uh, uh, the fame and fortune argument really is, and you know, uh, you know, uh, and they do look at uh, at these athletes, uh, you know, in in a different perspective, like yeah, yeah, like as human being, absolutely, absolutely. We we have a similar thing here in Scotland called the See Me campaign, and that's about the See Me, you know, yeah, and that's about ending mental health discrimination and tackling the stigma around mental health. Yeah, we we have some. We've had some really uh, inspiring campaigns around the See Me concept, if you like. Uh, a yeah. good friend of mine works for the, the NHS, the National Health Service here, and has been involved in in producing these posters. And and um, maybe hard to describe in, in audio terms, but basically, uh, you know, the, the poster has in large letters uh, something along the lines of, he told me he was okay. And then in between the the large letters, there's there's like a sentence within the sentence, and basically, oh, and the underlying message is basically he told me he was okay, but actually he told me he was feeling depressed and that he was telling everyone he was okay, and oh, yes, and, okay. and and 
you know, and I ask them about it. And it and it's that kind of idea of reaching out to someone and uh, trying to support someone who might have a, a mental health issue. And also to kind of let people realise that someone that they're working beside or someone in their family might have a mental health issue. Um, and to, to make people realise that it's more common than they might think. And, exactly. and and to feel able to raise their own mental health issues themselves, you know? Yeah. And uh, I I think it is slowly getting easier for people to talk about mental health problems. Um, what I see, though, is I, I think it's still more challenging for men. I think women are a bit more willing to... Come out and say, well, I've had depression or I've had anxiety, and mm. I think it's still a, a bit of a step too far for men, at least in in Scottish culture. I think it is, and yeah. um, I I hope that gradually we will break down those barriers and people will feel comfortable talking about it because ultimately, um, it's going to bring the suicide rates down as well if if we're able to talk openly about mental health and if men feel able to um, express themselves and express that things are just not going right for them you know mm-hmm. right. but I mean for for you then um, you know you you seem really positive underlying all this you seem like You've got a positive attitude. What are the positives that have come out of your particular story? Well, with my speech and my depression both, it all comes down to the old cliche, and I do apologize for using cliche, but uh, but Go for uh, it. <laughs> until you make too strong. Uh-huh. I yeah. do have a fascinating story. I'm confident saying that. I'll be a unique one. Am I the only person in the world that's stutters? No. Am I the only one who struggles with depression? No. Not by any stretch of the imagination on either camps. But with my speech especially, I love sharing stories about how, for example, I interviewed uh, 50 former LA Kings players, despite, despite the fact that I've such a considerably difficult time speaking on the phone. Now, in the risk of sounding arrogant, uh, 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 now, now, part of me wish I was a bit more modest, uh, but honestly, like, um, and, 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 and now in terms of that brave, that was, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, people say it's brave, and I would have to agree. I, I think what I did was brave. Now, after all, not too long ago, I just stayed away from it because I was, uh, you know, I was sort of a defeated. Actually, not sort of, I was defeated. You know, just saying, oh, what was me? I can't do this, and then fun. Now, let's be honest. It's easy to say that and not do anything. But from my experience, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way, but most good things that have happened, uh, it didn't happen because they were easy. Uh, <laughs> for instance, um, you know, you know, they took hard work, they took determination, they took constantly telling myself to stick with it because for so many times I was so frustrated that I just, you know, wanted to, wait, just, you know, preferably throw my arms up in the air. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, no, no, uh, it's because you know what, um, you know, it, 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 look, it, like I don't want to get all sappy, but um, uh, but, but the thing is, you know what? If I just face that, if I 
if I didn't face the challenge, if I just said, uh, uh, screw this, then you know what? I wouldn't be talking about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel proud about it. I'd be kicking myself. Uh, but, no, no, but the fact that, that I did go through it and, uh, you know, honestly, it's something I'm proud of. Uh, it, you know, it, 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 it's something I love talking about last year. It's something I'm going to love talking about this year. It's, 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 it's something we try to talk about for the next 10, 20 years or, or however long I'm on this earth. And, and I gotta tell you, like overall, you know, that, you know, uh, you know what, uh, just looking back, I'm, you know, everything about it uh, feels good. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. So I guess then you, you look back and you, you see the positive. So if you could yeah. talk to yourself, just as your depression first hit, or just when you remember first really feeling in the thick of a depression all those years ago, what advice would you give yourself at that point? Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, um, I'm actually glad you asked me this. Uh, okay, well, three things. First, I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Life, unfortunately, does have its unpleasant points. We all deal with setbacks. He is, though, that this... To remember that this isn't a race and that you're not in competition with anyone. Uh, now, now the whole cliche of practice could be preached. Well, you know what? Uh, this has been a tough one for me. And while I am getting better, I'm still not quite where I want to be. Still, it's little by little, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but you know what? Overall, just, just it's easy to be hard on yourself, but geez, just make conscious effort of not to be. Uh, now, second, taking time for yourself isn't being selfish. Uh, that's important. Remember that. If you need to be alone, whether it's taking a nap, taking a walk, getting on the treadmill bike, uh, then by all means do it. I mean, let's face it. I love that, yeah. Anywhere I'm feeling sorry for yourself, then you know what? You know, uh, there is no logical reason to, to uh, choose the latter. Yes, yeah, so definitely, uh, yes, so get the word selfish under your vocabulary and just, uh, you know, and if you need a long time, take it. I love Finally, uh, very simple. Three. I've been told this for so many years, and I've always scoffed at it because it seems like such simple advice. And it is simple advice, like, frankly, but, but regardless, uh, it is effective. Like, when I stopped, it finally took stock and the importance of taking a, in, in taking a deep breath. Well, wow, that is really all I can say. So, yeah. I love that, actually. I love that, Ryan. Just stopping and taking a breath. And sometimes I like to imagine my negative emotions as a like kind of black cloud. That oh, I'm, nice! That I'm like breathing that. out, and it's mm-hmm. like, and I'm imagining what that black cloud has got in it. If it's got fear, if it's got anger, or fatigue, or whatever it's got, and it, I, and I'm blowing it out, and just sort of getting rid of it from my body, you know. Um, oh yes. And um. I love the idea of taking time for yourself and not treating it as selfish, and I completely agree with that. I I think that it's really important to take time on your own, get your own space, clear your head, do what nurtures you, and yeah. you know that thing about don't be hard on yourself. Setbacks are normal and and you're not in a race you're not competing against other people you know it it ties in i i went to see a counselor uh, a couple of years ago 
And and I won't mention her name because she's got quite an unusual name. But let's just call her Kate for argument's sake. And and so I put a note in my phone called Kate in my pocket, and uh, and basically made a note of all the things that really had a profound impact on me while I was going through the counselling. And um, I wouldn't read them all out, they're not all relevant, but basically the first one I've got up there is be kind to yourself and don't judge yourself. And also to trust your gut as well. You know, I think trust your your intuition and what it's telling you. Um, And I think that's what I would tell my former self or my younger self, if you like. You know, yeah, right. treat treat yourself well and, and don't judge yourself. You know, you're human. Because the thing is, Ryan, we, we wouldn't treat our friends or our family members the way that we speak to ourselves, the negative way that we speak to ourselves. You know, if if, if you spoke to your friend that way, you know, if you spoke to your friend that way, they would tell you to, you know, go and do one. <laughs> so, that, is, that is true. <laughs> and I think that that's, something that I quite often bring into the conversation with my clients, you know, what would you tell your friends right now if they were experiencing this? And um, I just want to kind of wind the interview up, but there's a couple of things that I'd love the quote on your site. I think it was on your Bell Talk article, and it ends with, let us fight the battle one day at a time, and most important of all, let us be sure that we do not fight this battle alone. And that's uh, very, very good advice. And to 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 bring me on to the this final thing, just if anybody is listening and they're experiencing depression and, and looking for some support with that, um I uh, I looked up some emergency numbers for, for Canada since we have a Canadian guest today. <laughs> so I, I I found the the kids help phone, which is one eight hundred. Six six eight six eight six eight. That's one eight hundred six six eight six eight six eight. You have the national suicide prevention number in Canada as well. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And of course, you always have nine one one. Yes. For here in the UK, we've got the Samaritans, and they are a 24-hour service. Um, You do not need to feel suicidal to phone the Samaritans. They are there to help you if you're experiencing low mood. And their number is 116-123 in the UK. That's 116-123. And we have, for children, there's Childline, which is 0800. Double one, double one. That's oh eight hundred double one double one. In Scotland, here we have Breathing Space, which is um, a service which is available. It's it's more out of wor- uh, working hours. It's kind of uh, tea time and through the night. Breathing Space Scotland's oh eight hundred eighty three eighty five eighty seven. That's oh eight hundred eighty three eighty five eighty seven. And of course, if you're listening in England, Wales. Scotland, Northern Ireland, wherever, we always have 999 as an emergency number if you are feeling particularly low mood and you need some immediate support. 
So there's a few numbers if you need them. And um, Ryan, thank you. I really enjoyed uh, our interview today. Thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed. And I wish you well for your website. And I hope you get a lot of positive response from people. It's really great and really inspiring that you're reaching out to to people who may be experiencing uh, mental health issues and just reminding other folk out there that it is normal and mm -hmm. that there are ways to, to cope with it and to get past it. So well done to you. Thank you, very uh, uh, soon. No problem at all, no problem. And just a reminder, if you're uh, an LA Kings fan, get over to makewayforthekings.net and a reminder about Ryan's uh, personal story site, which is thebigsalad.ca. Ryan, thank you very much again, and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Thank you again for having me. So that's us at the end of today's podcast. Thanks very much for listening in. I hope you got something from the podcast today that it's helped to inspire you to make positive changes in your own life. And if you did enjoy it, please jump over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. It will help get the message out about good well-being and positive mental health. You can also subscribe to the podcast and that way you'll get notified when new podcasts become available. But one of the best things you could do is share the podcast with someone that you think would benefit from what we've discussed today. So if there's someone in your life who would enjoy listening to the podcast, click that share button and pass it on. Thank you. So if you want to find out more about what I do at Life Switch Coaching, you can go to my website, which is at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com and you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at lifeswitchcoaching.com Thanks very much for listening and take care. Goodbye.